What's up, Dub Nation? This is the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast of Sports Ethos presentation. Sam Orlick here. We're breaking down the Warriors Trailblazers game. Uh, Warriors thrilling victory at home. 110 to 106 was the final score. Chris Paul and Andrew Wiggins back in action. And on the Blazers side, uh, without DeAndre Ayton and Jeremy Grant. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon would actually get uh, ruled out after halftime. So Portland missing, you know, three of their key main guys. But Anthony Simons back in action after missing extended time uh, with an injury. It was his second game back. Um, But this game was just a slugfest uh, really end to end. Warriors not getting off to a good start. Uh, Warriors would not take their first lead of the game until late in the fourth quarter. Curry and Thompson struggling to get anything going at all. Uh, one made three between the two of them going into halftime and some Curry free throws. Clay Thompson wouldn't have his first field goal until the fourth quarter. Um, nine turnovers. Uh, Portland is a very much improved defensive team this year. Uh, a bunch of young guys playing really hard. You know, really looking forward to the Warriors and just playing with so much energy. Warriors in their own right, playing with energy and intensity themselves, but not being able to execute offensively. And the early turnovers really hurt them and helped Portland build some confidence um, and, and establish some rhythm early in this game. And Steve Kerr really seeking for anyone in any kind of combination to get anything going going to Moses Moody and, and pods early in uh, in the first quarter after Warriors getting off to a bad start. Um, and, you know, everyone was everyone off the bench was chipping in and effective. Uh, Moses Moody played played very well and had uh, a quick nine points off the bench, uh, kind of closing out the first quarter. Pods was just flying all over the place as he's been doing, grabbing rebounds, hit a big, hit a big three. Um, but Warriors just, as we've seen on this on this homestand um, and throughout the season, just having these nights where they're unable to shoot the ball at all. And so as a team on the night, Warriors uh, shot 42% overall, 36 for, 80, uh, 36 for 86, and then just 10 of 33, 10, sorry, 10 of 34 from three. Um, but it was really the free throw line that saved them, kept them in the game, and allowed them to pull off the win. Uh, 28 made free throws at a 33 attempted. Meanwhile, for Portland, um, they also shot 41%, uh, but made six more threes than the Warriors, 16 for 46, but only 12 of 16 from the line. So Warriors, 14 points at the free throw line to balance out. Uh, the the differential in turnover 17 on the night for the Warriors and 10 for the Trailblazers, which uh, was very interesting. Portland lead, you know, leading leading the lead, sorry, leading the league in turnovers per game. So uh, Portland was up for this one. We definitely got their A game. A lot of missing, a lot of missing pieces for them. But you had Simons and and Shaden Sharp go off for 28 and 26, respectively, hit 10 threes between the two of them. Meanwhile, Curry had 31 in his own right. He really got going in the third quarter um, and into the fourth. Five made threes, 10 of 11 from the foul line. Klay Thompson, though, three of 13, one of eight from three, four of four from the line. 
Uh, he finished with 11 points, five rebounds, uh, which is something that Clay Thompson has been doing better as of late, the rebounding. Um, but it was interesting. You know, we were going to see how Steve Kerr was going to handle the rotations, getting Chris Paul and Andrew Wiggins back um, after, you know, each of them had missed the last few games. How was Steve Kerr going to handle minutes? And, um, you know, based off of what we saw tonight, a lot of it came at the expense of uh, of Chris Paul and Clay Thompson. And I mean, not significant. Clay finished 27 minutes of the on the night, but we saw Moses Moody get extended action. And so Moody played 26, Pods played 21, Chris Paul had 20, um, Saric had 20, and then we haven't even talked about yet uh, Jonathan Kaminga. DNP in the first half, uh, Warriors just looking for absolutely any type of spark on the offensive end. Uh, Kaminga gets inserted uh, late in the third and just immediately starts paying dividends, realizes that there's nobody who could keep him in front. Warriors start getting some stops, getting in transition, and it was just Kaminga high-flying to the basket, uh, 6 of 6 from the field, 1 of 2 from the line, uh, 13 points in 17 minutes, and plus 13, most importantly. And, And just as what Um, has been talked about all season long, you know, for Kaminga to get into the rotation and get meaningful minutes, he's got to earn it and he's got to give a reason for the coaching staff to not take him off the floor. And that's exactly what he did tonight. Um, Kaminga was just, you know, he he did have some, you know, mistakes. He wasn't necessarily playing flawless basketball, but overall a rebound, assist, two steals. We already talked about the scoring and he just was making the right decisions, making the right reads. Uh, playing with intensity and energy and he matched up well against a very young Portland team Kaminga you know uh, one of the younger and more athletic players on this roster so it made sense for Steve Kerr's closing lineup in the fourth quarter Uh, Steph Curry Clay Thompson Andrew Wiggins Jonathan Kaminga and Draymond Green so um, no Chris Paul to close out this game it'll be interesting to see you know from a matchup perspective it kind of makes sense uh, Paul being, you know, older and smaller against this faster, younger Blazers team. So, um, but we hadn't seen that yet. We'd really seen, you know, Andrew Wiggins be the only the only guy so far that was really uh, not in Steve Kerr's doghouse, but but in the mantra of, you know, whoever's playing the best that night is going to get the opportunities. Um, Chris Paul, you know, not one of his better games. Uh, one of four, 0 for 2 from 3. Uh, three rebounds, six assists, two turnovers. He was minus four in 20 minutes. And so, you know, I was happy to see Kaminga get in there. Steph Curry was on the ball, but had already put up a lot of scoring and, and turned into a little bit more of a facilitator. Draymond Green was very active in this one, nearly had a triple-double, 10 rebounds, nine assists, 10 points, two steals for four turnovers. Um, but Draymond was a minus one. And uh, it's interesting when you look at the starters again, the plus-minus, Draymond minus one, uh, Kavon Looney minus seven. Looney only played 16 minutes. Uh, Andrew Wiggins was a plus six. That was very, that was a, you know, very great sign for Wiggins. Uh, Curry plus four, Thompson minus six. So this is what the Warriors are going to need to do. You've got, you've got your core. And, um, you know, as we're seeing, these guys are, this starting unit is still trying to figure it out. They're still struggling. Even at home, even against a very young Portland team, obviously this was a trap game, um, but Warriors played right into it. Uh, You basically know 
you know, from the scouting report, the things that Portland does very well, and you kind of open the game playing right into that. Just kind of, you had three days off, and Warriors did not look like the team who had just had three days off. They came out lethargic, um, not making the right reads, not ready to handle the intensity. Now give them credit. They stayed in it. They, you know, even though their shots weren't falling early, they attacked and got to the foul line. They picked up a lot of fouls. Uh, Warriors free throw shooting has been, um, you know, one of the more marvelous stories and turnarounds for this franchise. And in how many years the Warriors have always been one of the worst teams in free throw attempts per game. Um, getting Seeing a game in which the Warriors more than doubled their opponents uh, free throws attempted and made is just such a pleasant surprise. And you see the benefit of that. You're not shooting well, you're turning the ball over, but you are attacking and getting to the foul line and you are rebounding. Uh, Warriors out rebounded the Blazers 50 to 40. Um, but you can just tell uh, Warriors 20 assists on the night Blazers at 22. I mean, it's been a long time since we've seen the Warriors only get 20 assists in a game. Uh, typically one of the better team in assists per game. Um, another really important takeaway from this that was talked about a little bit before the game is one of the one of the things that the Warriors are looking to improve upon is pace. And so Warriors have been one of the worst teams in terms of pace in the league. And you saw a very intentional effort to get the ball at the floor. Not to throw it away, not to just jack up whatever shot you possibly can, but when you do get a stop, when you do secure a defensive rebound and there's opportunity to push it ahead, push the ball ahead. Throw ahead to Wiggins, throw ahead to Kaminga, throw ahead to Thompson. Um, and look what we saw Jonathan Kaminga do. Six of six from the field, 13 points. So really great to see them take advantage of that and try and get into transition and early offense and easy offense, right? Stop playing teams in the half court, stop playing teams when they're fully set up on defense. Um, and also take advantage of, of the other team's aggression. Several, on several occasions, the uh, Trailblazers opted to double team Steph Curry and Warriors made the right read, typically Draymond Green doing this and turning it into a four on three opportunity where two defenders go with Steph and Draymond goes running the other way and they have numbers. And that's honestly where Draymond Green has made a career out of doing this for the Warriors is out of Steph Curry double teams running running breaks. Two on ones, three on twos, four, four on threes. You've got numbers. Draymond is an absolute expert at reading, reading the defense, making the right read and play, and making sure the Warriors execute when they have the advantage. So need to see a lot more of that. Obviously, this Portland team, um, now six of 14 on the season, but um, certainly after seeing them play and, and the guys that they were missing, you know, basically two of their starters, three of their starters, um, and still this was a four-point game that basically came down to a Steph Curry, Steph Curry fadeaway three um, with 10 seconds left to really put it away. Game was hanging. Game was The game was hanging there. It was anyone's game. Um, so Warriors obviously going to need to do better. Um, the 19 turnovers or sorry, 17 turnovers on the night. Again, nine, uh, eight of those in the first and nine just the rest of the game. You like to see the um, kind of reduction in turnovers after the first, but still you cannot turn the ball over 17 times against these young, inexperienced teams that just have all this athleticism. You're just really playing right into their hands. 
Um, you know, other other interesting trends that just continue to be something to watch for. Uh, Kavon Looney, man, he just he has some good plays. Um, you know, and again, his line on the night: two of six from the field, two of two from the line, eight rebounds, a steal, two fouls, uh, minus seven in his sixteen minutes. He he's just struggling. Um, and and I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, and, and I think it's a little bit more on the defensive end is the problem. I and mean, he's never been an elite offensive option. Um, but I would say the last two years, he was much better at finishing when, um, when he did get the ball on his putbacks. Um, he's having a lot more trouble finishing those putbacks, continues to rebound at a high rate. Um, but it's really the, the inability to consistently defend without fouling. And then, also just not being able to to anchor the defense um is what it comes down to and so he he has turned into a little bit more of a, a specialist position there's certain matchups and certain teams where you know where you're going to need to roll him out there for 30 minutes a night and otherwise it, it's been a little bit more of committee by approach at the center position um you know obviously steve kerr likes his traditional lineup to start games um, but you see a lot of Saric at the five, um, who played well in his own right, but also struggled defensively. Saric in 20 minutes, four of seven from the field, two of three from three, three of four from the line, six boards, four turnovers, uh, 13 points. He was plus seven in his 20 minutes. So, you know, between Looney and Saric, you're not getting a lot of defense out of the center position, um, but it just feels like you make up a lot offensively. Um, Saric... You know, the pick and pop game continues to be really good. He he is very good at exploiting mismatches um, in the low post. I'd like to see him convert a little bit more, although, um, you know, his his line still turned out pretty well. It, it did certainly feel like this is a game where he could have had 20 points. Um, so, you know, he had a few tough plays that that were turnovers that could have been called fouls. He had a, he had a couple baskets that were reeled off. That was like an offensive foul. Um but Saric, you know, such a great addition. But I guess the point where I'm getting to is, you know, last season it felt like Looney playing like 30 minutes a night was uh, a necessity to be in games and to win games. And now you see, you know, whether it's Looney, whether it's uh, Saric, whether it's Draymond at the five, the Warriors are being a little bit more experimental. And it's been less about uh, the center position and, and really more about the guards and the wings the Moses Moody's, the Pods, the Thompson's, the Wiggins, uh, the Kamingas. How are these guys playing? Um, how are these guys defending? And uh, tonight it was a lot of energy and a lot of and a lot of intensity. And um, and you know Steve Kerr went ten deep, but there was no uh, Trace Jackson Davis or Corey Joseph, which is actually interesting. By the way, I I found myself thinking on several different occasions throughout the game. Um, especially when, when Saric got into some foul trouble and struggling, like this seemed like it would have been a very interesting night to, um, give Trace Jackson Davis some minutes. Um, but at the same time, I can understand that Steve Kerr is, is really trying to establish some continuity with the roster in the rotation and short of injuries or foul trouble where, you know, there, there really is a reason why you can't play your, your normal guys. Steve Kerr's just really comfortable playing his guys. And so you see Moody and Pods taking advantage of 
the open the open rotation slot due to GP2's injury that you know hopefully tomorrow we'll get it we'll get an update on kind of his timeline and where he's at and, and how long they and how serious the injury actually is. So you see those guys getting opportunity because of that. Um, it really doesn't feel like short of an injury to Green, um, Looney, or Sarich that uh, Trace Jackson Davis is really going to see any minutes or opportunities. And, you know, I, I think it's hard. In the one hand, you'd, you'd love to see him get chances to develop and, and work on his game to see if he could be a piece in the future. But also, in its own right, the Warriors are struggling and they need to build some continuity and consistency with, with who they have and the guys that they're expecting to play in the playoffs. And so uh, there was a very interesting interview from Steve Kerr the other day on 95.7 The Game where Steve Kerr's basically explaining the story how uh, when he played when he played with the Bulls, there was a playoff game, playoff series where he was just playing absolutely horrible and he's, his wife was out at dinner and happened to talk to the owner and the owner asked his wife uh, what he, you know, how Steve's doing and his wife said he's doing awful, he's so shaken up, he's playing so bad and the owner's like, well, it kind of doesn't matter how Steve Kerr's playing. It matters how Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen are playing, honestly. And and for Steve, you know, it's funny as he's telling the story. Like, at first you hear that and you're kind of torn because on the one hand you're like, oh, cool, I'm off the hook. It doesn't matter that I'm that I'm playing bad. But then also it's like, what the heck? Like, I don't I don't matter. And so, you know, the reality is it's not as black and white as that. But at the end of the day, it kind of is that the Warriors, if they do want to have postseason success they're only going to go as far as Draymond Green Steph Curry Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins carry them sure your um, connectors your rotational guys your Moses Moody's your Kamingas they can certainly have significant impact they can certainly have sequence or stretches or take over or carry parts of games to help contribute to winning basketball of course 100% but at the end of the day, when your main guys are struggling, the answer isn't necessarily to just bench them, take them out of the starting lineup, give them less minutes, significantly less minutes. Um, but it is about finding a balance because Moses Moody has been playing so well as of late. And, you know, it really hurt, obviously, seeing him get pulled in that Sacramento game, which Steve Kerr, you know, very um, off, you know, genuinely came out and said that was a horrible, awful mistake. And I can't believe I did that. Um, but so, you know, you, you, to find balance between making sure that your core guys are getting minutes to work through the issues that, that just seem baffling a group that is, you know, one of the best net ratings in the, in the league last season. And all of a sudden they're, you know, negative net minus and plus minus in 20 games in the season, um, substantially. And it's really been your bench. That's been, you know, the glue holding games together, but that's, that's just the recipe right now. So um, nice to see them be able to close out in the second half. Unfortunately, it came um, through, you know, very poor play in the first half. Love to see what this team looks like when they can put together a solid 48 minutes, two halves of basketball. Uh, Friday, it's going to be at OKC, and let's see where they're at. Um, Warriors, you know, got a lot of games left to play, a lot of tough, a lot of tough opponents on the schedule. Um, every game is a different challenge and this team's just got to take it one game at a time.
And once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast. If you haven't already, please give me a follow over at Twitter. That's at SD Orlick. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys.